Wait, what song? Oh, oh. Mr. Sidoris, it's your mission if you choose to accept it. <laughs> I could have jumped that ravine. Tom Cruise. <laughs> You you could do anything. That's right. Anything Tom Cruise like can do, you can I do just better. Choose not to. <laughs> that is true. Tom Cruise. What's that guy ever done? Uh, Everything. Know. Yeah. <laughs> made made four hundred billion dollars, and uh, you know, Mr. Beast is worth more than Taylor Swift. Yeah, but Taylor Swift has way better legs. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> She's dancing. Yeah, she's a dancer. I mean, she's busy. She's 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 making it happen. I, you know what? I don't dig her music, but I have massive respect for her as a performer, as an entrepreneur, yeah. like all of that. She seems a like a very. Nice I just don't person. dig her songs. Yeah, no, she she yeah. seems like a nice person. There's a few songs of hers that I like. As somebody pointed out, though, all Taylor Swift songs are about her past and like whining about it. You know what I mean? Like, mm. it's all just like, oh, this thing happened to me and this boyfriend. Oh, my friend and my, or whatever. Like, they're all looking backwards, not looking forwards. Mm. Um, mm. Well, you know, she seems, I mean, I, I read something the other day that her tour, uh, if it hasn't already, will, it will be by the end. I don't know. Is it still going on? Yes, anyway, it is. They said it's going to be the most profitable you know, music tour ever that, that, that it will generate. Not Okay, so here's the thing. Like it will generate a billion dollars apparently, but the ancillary sort of, you know, hospitality business sure. tickets, $4.3 billion is what I read. See, this is what um, sports teams use to talk cities into giving them billions of dollars and building stadiums for them. It's just like, yeah, but look at all the money it'll bring in. Money. Because money, Mo- money. Money makes the world go round. Are you aware of that? Ugh. Well, my world's spinning pretty slowly then. <laughs> so the other day I was up in Connecticut this week and um, uh, we went to the. Uh, uh, Hello, Mrs. Wadman. Yeah. Well, I'm not there now, but yes, she w- I was. There. But she might. I'm listen, actually going right? back on uh, on Sunday, uh, hmm. which is going to be exciting. Um, anyway, um, and we went to the Nautilus, which is the first nuclear powered submarine. Mm-hmm. is uh there in Groton and you can it's a museum ship now you can go on it. Dive, dive, dive. Awooga, awooga. Bill, I'm going to need 10 All ahead down flanks. double from you. <laughs> 60% down double. <laughs> um All ahead flanks, 60 degree down bubble. Um and so we're down in the boat with my nephew and my sister. And uh all of a sudden they say uh, ladies and gentlemen, there's a uh, sub coming into port currently. And I'm like, oh, crap. You know, so we run upstairs and like there's a submarine cruising past. Wow. And and I said, I said, uh, uh, what class submarine is that? And they said Los Angeles class. And all I could think of was the Dallas in Humphrey Red October. Yeah. Los Angeles class. Yeah. And I was like, oh, look at that. Somebody just posted. Uh, I don't know where it was. It was either Twitter or Instagram. One of the two. Uh, a photo of. Sean Connery and and Alec Baldwin, like the the set was tilted sort of forty five degrees, oh. 
and it, and it was pulled way back, but they were standing kind of upright, you know, yeah. counteract it, 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 kind of clever. Oh, really that, fun. that I'm sorry. That movie is one of the best of all time. One of the best yeah, like movie. action adventure movies. Of yeah. all time. Um, yeah. So anyway, afterwards, we were supposed to go to this restaurant, but it didn't open until for like another hour. So we had time to kill. So did they serve submarine sandwiches? Oh, you sly devil. <laughs> Actually, we went to a taco place in Mystic, Connecticut, which you can imagine. No, actually, the ta- all the best taco <laughs> places are in Mystic, Connecticut. Hey, the, the fish is fresh, um, <laughs> but uh, we so we found this. There was a there was a fort something or other. I'll look it up. Um, there was a fort uh, state park <clears throat> there, and we we're like, oh, I wonder what. I wonder if there's actually something there. If it's just sort of like named after where the fort was, you know, it's called Fort Griswold Battlefield State Park. Hmm. So we named after Clark Griswold, <laughs> I believe, Bill. <laughs> Usually they have to pay twice for that cotton. Um, so, so we, so we, so we go, uh, uh, we go to, um, we go to this place and it's, there's like, uh, uh, dirt berms. You know, it's, it's, it's where a revolutionary war battle was fought. And mm. apparently the commander of the, of, of the, of the, uh, fort, uh, it got overridden by over, overrun, overrun. Uh, by British people, uh, British soldiers, and the guy uh, surrendered his sword, and and the British guy famously used his sword, his own sword, to kill the guy. Oh, yeah! Like I said, I'll take your sword. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, wow, and it's it's Cold. called the massacre of Fort Griswold. Cold blooded. Yeah, exactly. So it's you know there's not much left of it, but it's like you know keep stay off the berms because it's all very you know famous old mm. stuff. Are there any structures still there or just the berms well, remain? So that's the thing. So there's a tunnel that goes through the berm that's made of like granite, you know, like on all oh, on wow. all sides, which is pretty cool, like original, I guess. And on the other side, down by the water, there's more recent stuff from the Civil War. There's all these mm. battlements and stuff built up there, you know, whatever that is, 90 years later, right? So we go through this tunnel, we see the stuff and it was really hot and really sunny that day. And it was a bit of a walk down to that stuff. And I was like, it's, it's like I've been walking outside too much. I'm wait. Tourists have to stay off the berm, but they can go through the tunnel. You can go through the tunnel. Yeah. yeah okay. So, so we go through the tunnel. And I'm like, you know what? We'll come back here next time when we have more time. I'm tired. I'm hungry and it's super hot and whatever. So I go, my sister goes running through the tunnel not running, but just, you know, walking through the tunnel and the tunnel, it was cool because it was in stone. Right. You know what I mean? Like when you right. go to a basement, yeah. like, oh, this is so good. This feels so good. So I started moving faster to get a little breeze of that coolness there. But the thing is, is that the tunnel is only maybe four feet, six inches high. And I was bent down and I misjudged where the ceiling was. Oh, no. And I ran into what I can only imagine oh, was a 16 no. ton granite block coming down from the ceiling. Oh, no, like like one of the lintels yes. or something straight into my oh. head oh did you need to get stitches uh, did you get did it draw blood it, i mean it was bleeding but Holy but cow. but more more to the point i think my 13 year old nephew heard words that you know oh. <laughs> <laughs> mommy what's <laughs> yeah i was why does uncle billy say these i was things? you know that feeling when you, it's it's like when you stub your toe and you're like God, yeah 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 you know it was like that, but even worse because my head was hit. You know, it was one of those. Did you did you get lightheaded? Did you did you pass uh, out? No, but I was. It, it was screaming. It hurt like hell. 
Wow. Um, you probably have a welt there now, Well, don't yeah, you? so I had a big egg on my head eventually. And now I have Ooh. a big, uh, like it's scraped. So now I have a, now I have a, uh, what are those things called? A scab, I guess, uh, on my head, which very becoming. And um, <laughs> you look, you look like Gorbachev. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, so there's a monument there. There's a 160 foot tall obelisk thing you can climb. Did you, did you just, did you run into that just so you could be a completionist? <laughs> I did run up it. Uh, but at the bottom, because you have to hold on to the railing, there's a thing of uh, hand sanitizer. Wait. Once again, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's hand sanitizer, Jeffrey. Get it out of your, yeah. you know, dirty oh, I mind. got you. I got you. I got so, you. So. I just need a minute. I just need a minute. <laughs> so, so. I, 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 I take some of the stuff and I'm like cleaning my hands and then I'm like, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. And I just. You, did, you put it on your head, Oh, you? yeah, I did. Oh, sting. Oh, yeah, that hurt. Oh. Yeah, that hurt a lot. Ooh. You know how when you experience something vicariously through mm-hmm. people and you, that's it. Yeah. Like the, the, just my teeth just. Oh. Yeah. But. It was nice and clean afterwards, right? This is yeah. this is the theory of of. Did you go through the vocabulary again when you put the stuff on? <laughs> no, I just went. Oh, did it, did it, did it. you know? Because that one I Mommy, chose to do, which it is again. slightly yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's wrong? Why with is Uncle, Uncle Billy? Billy yelling again? <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, what does obscenity mean? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. Um, I just, oh whenever you see a TV show or a movie where somebody picks up a big giant rock and cracks it over someone's head and the person falls down for a second and then they get up and they keep fighting. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're on the ground for a long time. I mean, it doesn't have to be time. a big, like a bottle or a, a stick. Yes. Like you're, you're not going to get up. Stop it. No. Stop it. I was watching that. Ex- I'm not going to get up. Extraction 2. You know, these movies on Netflix. Is that the Chris Hemsworth yes. thing? Yeah. 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 Uh, I got about 15 minutes into the first one and then went, mm, I mean, they're not ridiculous, me. but, you know, they're it's all fight choreography stuff, right? Yeah, uh, in the yeah. second one, there is a scene that I think is like 25 minutes long that is at least visually a one It's one mm. shot, no cuts. Uh, they There are places that they cut doing digital stuff, but it feels to you like one shot. Um, Does it feel good one shot or like? Okay, we get it. Cut already. One shot. It is. I guess it depends how much you like movies with gratuitous violence. It's like Russian Ark Fight Club. Yeah, but but <laughs> so, but there's a scene where he's breaking this Russian. He's breaking this woman and her kid out of prison because they're in prison with their father. Some like Russian mm-hmm. gulag thing, you know. But the are they the the main extraction? Is yes. that the the premise. But, yeah, the, okay. but the father, the like the bad Russian guy doesn't want them to leave because he's got them under their th- under his thumb, you know? Sure. And so there's a scene during this extraction. Sorry, spoiler alert. Awooga! Awooga! <laughs> <laughs> All ahead, flank, 60 degree down, bubble. <laughs> oh, you know, these jokes are going to be sub-par oh. soon. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. Um, so so there's a scene where the, the, the wife during the extraction has to fight 
the husband off of Helmsworth because he gets knocked down or whatever it is. Wait, the, the wife that was in prison is fighting? Well, Helmsworth got her and he's got the kid and he's running them forward. And then the other guy catches up to them and they start fighting. And there's one point where, you know, the guy's got got one over on Hemsworth. So the wife has to sort of pinch hit for a second so, so Hemsworth can get up and start fighting back. And the uh, husband and is, is the wife Gal Gadot. Well, yeah, this? she's she's some you know stunningly beautiful Russian woman. Yes, and but Who just happens to know martial arts. But the husband has <laughs> some sort of like I don't know if it was a crowbar or you know a very heavy club, and he whacks her across the face with it and knocks her down. You know by like just basically baseball batting her across the face. And then in the next scene, there is nothing on her face. And I'm sorry. Okay. If you do that to somebody, they are forever changed and have a big hole in the side of their face. Yes. Yes. I mean, okay. This There's was, reconstructive this was surgery of, at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. Unless she visited a plastic surgeon between scenes. Yes. This is one of the things that I, that I was like with, with the, the latest Mission Impossible. You know, yeah. there's, this, there's this one scene where they're in an alley and they're fighting yeah. and there's, there's heads going into sides of buildings yeah. and then you see them the next scene and they're, they're glowing just you know beads of sweat and that's it and you're like wait a minute well wait a minute come on he is tom cruise <laughs> well that is true <laughs> all right so what, sorry, what, what i forgot myself what, what have you been thinking about the last few days i, I feel like uh okay i, I got something okay. I, I actually do have something i actually do have something uh I, I watched the uh <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> right, i'm sorry but you watched one uh, i'm feeling that sting now, wh- from the, what did the you watch one. jeffrey uh i watched the uh the 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 new anton corbain doc on hypnosis anton uh squaring corbain. the circle anton corbain uh the design agency that did like you know the pink floyd and the led zeppelin covers and all that and it it, it got me thinking about so you you do this show about art yeah. And we've talked about art a lot. Silly um, us. What they, you know, what they were making, the, the, the two guys, Storm Thurgeson, best name ever, <laughs> uh, and um, Aubrey uh, Powell, Poe, to his friends, um, they were, in their minds, making art. They weren't making disposable, you know, product for the masses. They, they were, were making, making packaging. Art. They were making art. Yeah. Right, right. So I, I, I thought maybe we could get into because you, you've come at art from different directions with your YouTube show. Is is there? I looked at art from there, both sides now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right. Uh, hull breach, hull <laughs> breach. Um, so, like, I, I, one of the questions is what what makes art? And I, I wrote about it in the latest. Um, iteration. And one of the things that I included in the piece was I had a conversation years back with, uh, with say Adams, who's a fantastic artist and designer yeah. and, you know, creative director of Def Jam records and all that. Nice guy. And he was saying that, that he has, he, he was telling me about a conversation, one of many, I'm assuming that he had with Chuck D where they were talking about album covers that they were making for, you know, the beastie boys and public enemy and all the rest. And, and to them, they were making art. That was, that was a, a new kind of art to help kind of define hip hop, right? As a, as a new art form. Got it. And, and we've talked about, I think we've talked about that HBO doc, The Price of Everything, sure. where you've got this small sort of 
group of, of influencers deciding what is and isn't art. And, and that's fine at that level. But for, like, f- for you, and I wanted to see if we could maybe make it a little more personal for you and for me and, and maybe for those people listening, what makes something art versus design sure. or product or like at, at what point are, th- are there specific, and maybe you've talked about this with your co-host, are there specific markers that have to be present? Are there specific themes? Are there specific tools that need to be like, what is it that makes something art? Just a little question. <laughs> I figured we'd start with that and move on to more serious things. Just to we could, could bring it up as we go along. Um, is that, is that no, interesting no, it, or is that it's goofy? It's very interesting. I'm just trying to figure out how to go about it in a way that... I. Okay, I think that, first of all, uh, I should definitely rent this movie. This is this is a good good film to see. Yeah, it's good. Okay. It's good. It's uh five ninety nine on like iTunes uh, yeah, and, and uh, whatever. Prime. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Or you can buy it for fifteen. All right. I will uh I will I will make a note and go find that. I'll put it in the show notes. Um for for me. <laughs> should I I feel like I should be playing some classical music. <laughs> it's 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 like that final scene in in uh in uh, almost famous, you know. <laughs> what does music mean to you? In a word, everything. Everything. <laughs> my mother, or, I'm sorry, my, uh, just a quick tangent. My sister admitted to me the other day she doesn't like Almost Famous. Hmm. Which I didn't know my sister was brain damaged until until today. <laughs> my, sorry, I meant my former sister yeah. <laughs> does not like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. My adopted sister does not like. Oh, it's so funny. Uh, anyway. Yeah, that is, for those of you who are new to the program, that is one of Bill's favorite movies. It's a great movie. I think the yeah. screenwriting is really good. Uh, whatever. Um, I think for me, um, when I'm doing work for someone else, for me, it's 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 there's a personal investment element into it, right? It's it's whether I am digging the ditch because someone told me to dig the ditch or whether I'm digging the ditch because I want to see the shape of the hole that it makes. Mm. See what I'm saying? So it's more intention and purpose than than technique. And, 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 and involves investment of the me, but that, but that Mm. is, that is a whole other kind of ball of wax, right? The whole idea of, the me, whatever that means. I don't, I don't know quite what I'm saying when I say that, but it's sort of, I have a finite amount of me that I can invest in things, you know, energy, mental energy, uh, 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 identity, maybe even. Um, Hmm. and I think that, I mean, I think people from the outside could, somebody could take, I don't know, the, the, the literal bag they sell at give you to put your stuff at target into right somebody designed that bag right to that person they may have think they made a masterpiece and i don't know what target bags look like nowadays but i'm just using it as a a vague example of something so mass produced and ubiquitous that it's you know everywhere but to that creator it's a it's a masterpiece Masterpiece of simplicity yeah, or yeah, efficiency. Yeah. Maybe like it there's is. art in that. Right. Yeah. right. Maybe yeah. it is. Okay. Okay. The thing is, is that I don't. Does it matter what everyone else thinks? 
right? Like if you and I look at it and think, okay, it's a bag with a target on it. It's just the logo on the bag or whatever, right? Um, if that person thinks that they made art, you you may think that – what if you thought that the cover of Dark Side of the Moon was art, but you watched the documentary and the guy who made it is just like, well, it was the job that day. I came in. They said Dark Side of the Moon. I was thinking light, and I was like, oh, well, light. Uh, all right, prism. And I found a picture of a prism, and I stuck it on there, and that was it. I didn't think about it any uh, after that, right? Does it matter? Is the intent? Does the intention matter? Well, that's what I'm trying to get at. Is is because I think both can be true. I think I think the the maker, right? In this case, in fact, they describe that that very scene in in the film where they're talking about. You know, because they were friends with Pink Floyd for years. And and when when Pink Floyd did Dark Side, they knew it was going to be this big thing for them. They didn't know know, how big, but they knew it was going to be big. And they were looking at materials and 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 apparently Poe kind of or no uh, uh, Storm held up his hands and made like a triangle shape to Poe and said this. And and Poe's like, well, what's this? What's this? And he said a prism, you know, and. Apparently they did a bunch of different alternate covers and they talk about the band going, no, no, no. Yes. That one. No, yeah. no, no. And they said, well, we have other things we want to show you. And they said, no, 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 this is the one, this yeah. is the one we want to go with. Yeah. So I guess both can be true in the sense that the, the maker can think that what they do is art and the viewer might not or vice versa. Right. The maker yeah. makes a piece of design, like to your, to your point, to satisfy a brief but now it's become this thing that's become this thing that's affected, you know, various aspects of, of not just music, but, but art and culture and conversation. And so it's, it's become something more than design. So has it become art on the backside of it or was it always art? Or, this, or this is, did it become art big... because of the cultural influence it had and therefore it becomes yeah, exactly. iconic? Exactly. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of people that, that, you know, okay. So you and I, uh, uh, you are a big Vermeer fan. Mm-hmm. I think he's okay. Yeah. You know, and and I may be a big Rauschenberg fan, and you may go, that's eh, okay. It's not for me. Yeah. But does that mean that one or both or neither of those things are art? Well, I think you and I can both agree that both of those things are definitely art in our opinions. They're just not mm-hmm. to our taste. Um. Yeah. But yeah, but no, but I mean, your, your, your point is well taken. I mean, both of those people though, I think their intention, well, I don't, man, on Vermeer's case, I, we don't know. Right. Right. I mean, there, there's arguments to be made now that Vermeer was a technician and it was all just about seeing if he could do that and seeing how good he yeah, could get I mean, at they, it. Effectively technical drawings. More or less. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. simplifying it, obviously. Yeah, yeah, but. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. There, I, I, I keep going back to this idea in my head of 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 the the amount of yeah, I was going to say ego, the the amount of of me that I I how connected I am to it has something to do with it. You know, like I yeah. I if 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 I take a if I take a picture that I'm not intentioning to be putting my all into and somebody comments mm-hmm. on it critically, mm-hmm. 
a lot of times I could be like, well, whatever. I, you know, was doing that for some magazine yeah. or whatever. Like, I don't, you know, that's what they wanted. I would never have done that. That was production, not yeah, art. Kind they, of they asked yeah. for this. I gave them that. That's not my problem. I didn't make that. I didn't. Oh, I didn't make that decision. Someone uh, else made okay. that decision. Okay, you were a facilitator in that respect. Yes. Interesting. Okay, so and in, uh, and in some uh, ways, the the album cover of Dark Side of the Moon. There's like two steps in that, right? There's the the guy who designed it who said, "Oh, I made this cool piece of, arguably made made this cool piece of art," among a number of other ideas that he had. Like mm-hmm. that could have been a cool poster separated entirely from dark side. Right. It, but also the band also chose that as the representation. They also made the decision there to use it. You know, there's almost like mm-hmm. two levels mm-hmm. of art. It's like the guy who made it, made it art, but then arguably pink Floyd by choosing that made art. But then, you know, well, then the audience, right. I mean, it's sold that record alone sold like 65 million copies. Yeah. 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 Money. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's again. Um, okay. So what, what about, okay. We, we were talking about your drabbles this morning on our, on our walk and talk. Cause I, you know, I love your drabbles. Yeah. Um, and I would, I would love to see more of those. Cause I think they're, I think they are one of the most unique aspects of your work because you get to bring you get to bring your sensibility to the city you live and it's it's sort of new york is already one of the most visually iconic cities in the world and then you get to you get to sort of curate what you find interesting not only about the city but about the people within it and i think i I just i love that project and i wish you would do there's also a like a noir aspect to it in my head yeah it's very dark it's very fictional well, I mean, that was the mm-hmm. whole idea, right? That it was, um, for those who don't know, the word drabble is like a short story of exactly a hundred words, I think it is. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's sort of a picture's worth a thousand words. I'm only giving you a hundred because you got to figure out what this means. Because, you know, why is the, why is the, right. you, you get to, why is the guy holding a the rope other and, a, and, a, and a set of flowers riding a skateboard or whatever? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so are those more art? Yes. Because I did those okay. for, I didn't do those for anybody else. I did those for me. Yeah. Yeah. And those all came out of that picture of my wife that I took in the back of the Chevy. Right, 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 right. With the lights coming through. Yeah. From the, yeah, yeah. Which is a terrific picture if you haven't seen it. Put a link to that, uh, please. Sure. Uh, and, and uh, so to me, that was inspired so maybe there's another level to this, which is to say, I remember we were up at the house I grew up in. My father was dead for a few years, but he owned a 1963 Chevy Impala convertible that was in the garage. And my mother was going to sell it. And Conrad and I were up there. And I said... Hey, let's take a picture in there. Don't you have a black dress or something in your bag from work, you know? And she's like, yeah, this is back when Heather would let me take pictures of her and would do fun things like that. <laughs> and I love her, but she just is never wow. in the mood for throw, it anymore. Throwing her under the bus. No, she's just like, she used to or be like, under sure. Sun, and I'd be like, yes. And now I'm like, come on, let's do this thing. She's like, mm, find no. somebody else. Yeah. Um, 
but but I you know I stuck her in the back. I lit up some lights. I took the picture. I was playing with the picture, and I knew the minute I was taking it. The you know the the second I was taking those pictures, in the moment I knew that this was a new direction for me. This was like a a place where the tree branch split, mm-hmm. right? And um. I don't have you ever felt that way when you're working on something? Sure. Right. Yeah, sure. Uh and that a lot of times gets you excited because if you're if you're used to, you know, crawling along this road and all of a sudden there's like this, you know, fork in the road and thing goes off to the right and you're like, "Oh, I could fall that off to the right." Well, that's going to take me off the path that I've been going. But maybe you're bored with the path you're going or maybe you feel like you need something new or maybe you love the stuff you've been doing. But that other path is so seductive, you got to take it for a little while. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was up at uh, at her house in Boston when she was still living in Cambridge. And I said, you know. Her, Heather. Yeah. And I said, I, you yeah. know, I'm going to do a whole series. I think I'm going to do a whole series of things like that one. You know, I'm going to do, I think. I, and this was 2006? Yeah. I think I did. Yeah. No, no, no. It was uh, 2009. Uh or eight or nine, 2008, 2009. I think I did, I did at least 15 of them one a day for 15 days. Mm. Like at least a big chunk of them were just in a row. Um, and I don't like all of those, which is the other thing, right? Like, you, I mean, you, you could be inspired. Sometimes I think when you're inspired, you, you are less likely to stop because you don't like something. I feel like if 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 you if you're working on something and it's not coming out quite right the inspiration is like this 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 wind at your back that keeps you moving down the road despite the fact that you just dropped something you know it's like just let let it go keep going keep going keep going like it, what you're looking for is only going to be found further down the road it's not going to be found backwards you've already been there Right. Well, and, and I think that was that worked in your favor, it massively worked in your favor because you didn't think of them as one off. You thought of it as a series from the beginning. Yes. Yeah. If, if you thought to yourself, well, Bill, today you're going to do this and then you'll do another one at some point. Yeah. Number one, I don't think you would have as many. And number two, I don't think they would be as good. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting, though. And this isn't an excuse. It's just a different. The world is different now. Fourteen years later. 50, almost 15 years later, people are less, it's more difficult to get subjects to just trust you and do something than it used to be. You used to be able to say to somebody that you knew who was like interesting looking, say, Hey, Jeffrey, let's, Hey, tomorrow night, I have an idea for this thing. Like, can you just put on a check shirt and jeans and like meet me down at this thing? I want to play around on something. People are much more weary about that now. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, as I found, it may be just that I'm getting older, and so my group of people around me is getting older, and so they're just less, you know, interested and malleable that way, um, less risk-taking or something. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, that's it is interesting. But yeah, you, um, you're right. There is there's something to that, but that is, and I and I did do that for me. And that stuff did end up in an art gallery 
which was I weird. mean, you still speak about that work as some of the most fun you've had with a camera and, and it was. has yielded some of your more interesting, maybe even most interesting photos. And yeah. I think you've said that, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, it was. And, you know, and it's, and then in like 2016, around then I did a bunch of those dreams, which I also really liked, uh, which were sort of, which were a lot, were more ambitious in some ways than, mm-hmm the drabbles because my skills had gotten better and I was trying to do crazier things in post and whatnot. And a lot of those I think are really successful too. Somehow that set, because it was more ambitious, it made it more difficult to do a bunch of them. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, sure does. Sure. It does. You know, it's like, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to do bigger canvases this time. Well, those take longer and cost more. So right. you're not right, going to be right, able to right, do right. as many of them. Um, and in some ways I've always been a numbers game, not a numbers game kind of person. Like I don't take a lot of pictures. There was a woman, uh, over the other day, I had this ballerina, 22 year old ballerina over the other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw those, uh, the, some of the photos that you posted. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She just, she put up some videos, right. Of, of, I didn't put any pictures up of that. I took yet. I just put up the, yeah, she put up the little Instagram video things that she mm-hmm. wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and she came over and, and, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we made all this stuff. Um, and I took, God, I think, well, I have it right in front of me. I took 808 photos, which for me is <laughs> like, it's like six months worth of photos. Yeah. yeah. I don't take that many <laughs> pictures. I mean, you know, this woman was amazing and gorgeous and whatever. So, you know, I just, we just kept shooting and chatting. Um, but that's a lot of pictures for me. So I don't think when I say that I, I'm, it's a numbers game, I'm not a spray and pray kind of guy. But sometimes when it's a series, it is about doing enough of them that the good stuff can bubble up to the top, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, but couldn't couldn't that uh, couldn't that subject couldn't uh, what's her name? Uh, Itzy, Itzy, couldn't couldn't Itzy be up for doing a series? Something, yeah, doing sure. something. Yeah. Maybe maybe is there mm, is there a way to pull? from the stuff that you've been writing to create your own sort of vignettes based on some of those characters, situations, et cetera, that, that, you know, it's almost like you, you, it's a film still from a Cassavetes flick, right? So it's, it's really gritty and simple and it's not overproduced and it's not overhyped, but it's conceptually, there's something there. Couldn't, couldn't that be a series that, that sort of drabbles 2024, In, in know, that, in, I, I just, I miss those pictures from you. I love your conceptual skills. I think you're so good at it. You, you, uh, you want to know the reason why yeah. I don't do as many of them anymore? Yes. Hey, live on television, uh, <laughs> live on podcasts. I've done a lot of them and I never get any work doing them. And part of the reason why I wanted yeah, but to do, maybe it's a timing thing. You no, know, maybe. Yeah. But I, but it's, you know, it's like, I've done, you know, dozens of these kinds of things and no one ever hires me for that, even though. I think they should hire me for that. I think I'd be very good at it. But maybe, Bill, yep. maybe because the industry has moved in such a way, those pictures could now fill a vacuum. Yeah, you're right. Of interest, of of curiosity, of 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 skill and talent and ability and in like all of that stuff that is largely I don't want to say going away, but it's certainly changing. Yeah. Yeah, Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I, yes. I, I mean, maybe that's what sets you apart instead of what everybody else is doing, right. trying to get noticed doing what everybody else is doing. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe I should. Uh, you you bring such a great. I don't know. I, I just I can't say enough good things about them. I love those photos. Thank you. It's funny because yeah. the 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 one of your favorite pictures of mine is that party picture. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love it. Which wasn't actually in that set, but ha- it also has that kind of feel to it, right? Where it's just like, wait, what the hell's going on in this? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's what that's one of the things that you're really good at is creating that almost ambiguity yeah. of, you know, to, to to what you said earlier. Why does this guy have a you know bouquet of flowers and a rope on a skate? Like, what what's going on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not just concept for concept's sake because you know that there's a story behind it you may not tell us and i hope that you don't that's one of the things that i honestly i honestly don't know that i know the story in half of them but it but Mm. it but it is sort of a i mean it's ambiguous to me as well right it's just sort of like i don't even know what this is but but does that does that mean that you know uh yesterday i got a call or uh, last friday rather i got a call uh from a guy who wanted to buy that picture of Seth Godin that we've talked about before. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. For the cover of some, he's it's a conference in Vegas and Seth's speaking or something, and they want it for the cover of the conference thing, right? Terrific. Yeah, great. And so, you know, he's like... I mean, it's flattering that they actually led by reaching out to you instead of just taking it and you having to litigate a fee from them. Yeah, I mean, but, 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 I, wow. but I do like the, the, figure. the part of the email that said... We have a lot of free options we could use, but we really like your picture. Yeah. It's like, oh, really? Do you? Well, go use one of those then. Um, no, but they, it turned out that they were fine with my price and were, you know, I sent them in. That's great. Say, great. Yeah. Make a little money on something I didn't do. Or I yeah. didn't have to do any more work for. Um, the reason I bring it up is that, you know, that picture is a very sh- straight ahead portrait in the in the sense that, you know, there's the person looking into the lens is just them. It's, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's very me in, in a lot of ways, but I also consider that particular, some of the portraits I've straight portraits I've taken, I consider as arty as the Drabble stuff to me. You know what I mean? Why? What, what's, what are the differentiators or, or, or not differentiators, like, but like, why that one? No, 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 no. I mean, what, <laughs> what are the, what are the aspects of it where you go? Yeah. I'm going to put it in, in this box for me, not just headshot box or not yeah. just corporate box or whatever it is. I think that it has to do, there's, there's a certain level of, if I really hit the target, doing what is a pretty straight ahead portrait. Like if I, if I really, really now, I want all of my work to be art mm-hmm. ideally. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and if it, if it does hit that thing, even if it's, it's sort of like, um, I know I was only shooting at the target from 30 feet away, not a hundred feet away, but the arrow is like right in the middle you know, bullseye, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's like, okay, well maybe the one that was a hundred feet away, that's a harder shot. And it's only in the second ring or whatever it is. It's like, well, I still, that was a pretty good shot, but like, man, I know it wasn't incredibly difficult to get that, but like I nailed it. And that feels personally satisfying to me. Mm. And I will look at certain pictures of mine and think to myself, yeah, even though that's just a pretty straight portrait for a magazine or whatever, that is something that I would put on a wall mm-hmm. to say that I couldn't have done more with that yes. if I had yeah. another week. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I nailed yeah. It, you know, um, and those, and so, but maybe 
is it success that makes it art? Is it quality that makes it art? But then there's a lot of quality album cover designs that aren't people don't hang up on their wall as art, you know? Mm-hmm. Is 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 there is there an iconic part to all of this? Is there is there is the difference between work for hire and art some level of um yeah it's got to be it's got to be something that people are still thinking about somehow you know and i'll tell you i get you know two or three times i took that picture 10 years ago actually 10 years ago last week oh my god the seth godin picture yeah it's it's a 130808 is the date on wow Wow. And because I, sorry, I just, the file happens to be on my desktop and, and I name my stuff by date first people. <laughs> um, cause that way Wait, you, I always you, know. Can we digress for one sure. sec? What do you use as your cataloging? Is it, is it just folder structure or do you use Lightroom's, uh, uh, asset management features? I used to use, I always keep my files on the hard drive in such a way that even if Lightroom disappeared everything would still be where it is. Mm, and then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I used to, but I used to use Lightroom. I no longer use Lightroom. I, 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 except for rare occasions when I need to print something, the print system's pretty good. Um, uh, I use, uh, I use capture one, which means it's all folders on my thing. Uh, mm. I have on my, th- my current thing is that there's a working pictures folder on my SSD on the laptop that has, uh, it's, it's date dash whatever the client is, you know, it's so there'll be like, uh, you know, 230707 Mark Small. So my friend Mark Small came over on the 7th of July and we took mm-hmm. pictures mm-hmm. when I'm. So you could import that structure into any other exactly. asset manager yeah. and it yeah. would it would be yeah. constant. Yeah. And sure. then okay. w- what I do is when a shoot is done, eventually I clean out the working pictures folder and put it up on the Synology and on another hard drive. And I export the JPEGs and I put them up on Dropbox. But same structure though on the Synology. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, on the Synology, actually, there's there's different folders in the Photographs folder. There's a client shoots, events, people, places, projects. So, uh, you know, stuff I do for clients goes in the client shoots. Obviously, people is just a list of people I've photographed. So you could, but within within each of those buckets, like within the people folder, yep. it's still date and then uh, in, name, inside right? the people folder, there's just uh, a list of people. So you could go oh. down to you know whoever. Uh, let's say uh, Kelsey, my friend Kelsey, uh, mm-hmm. and but then, no date. Well, no, but inside the Kelsey folder are all the different shoots with dates on them. Oh, okay. So it just okay. it filters down, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that means that's that really cool. It's very great. If I need to find Kelsey, I go to people. I go to Kelsey, and then there's all of Kelsey's shoots in there. Uh, hmm. in date order. Uh, I, I don't use date order for, there are people who everything's in date order. It's like, I have to figure out what year I took that picture to figure out where it is. That's crazy to me. You know? Yeah. Oh wait, what year was it that I shot Seth Godin? Was it 2011? Was it 2017? I'm like, that is insanity to me that I guess people who do events, that's a way to do it because then they can look up events anyway. Yeah. I, I, I keep it pretty clean, but it just means that for the last 12 years or so, I've always put the date in reverse order. So I can see that this is 2013. It says 130808 is the beginning of the thing. Seth Godin mm-hmm. dash 115 dash edit, which means uh, it's it's a JPEG or a PSD that I'd edited from the original. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so I have my whole system. But um, what was the point of this? Oh, that, you know, a lot of people 
this particular picture, I get a lot of calls about. And so, and people say, man, I've, I've looked up a lot of pictures of Seth and like that, that one's amazing. It's the best or whatever. And he himself said that, oh, that's the best picture ever taken of me. I'm like, great. Thank you. Um, so having said that, would you ever photograph him again if given the chance? If you've already from if, a photograph mm, see, from ooh, an artistic yeah. point of view or from a <laughs> yeah, personal see? point of view. So you you've hit that target dead on. Yeah. Would you turn it down if if he said, hey, you know what? It's It's been 10 years. I'd like to do another one. I would be weary that I wouldn't be able to make something <laughs> as good. You'd also have to pay me. Um, I, I, I laugh because I, I just I, I would be exactly the same way. <laughs> You would just be like, well, I don't know. I kind of did it already. I mean, you haven't changed that much, really, have you? You don't have any more hair, do you? (laughs) Um, Uh, No, yeah, I mean, I think my, I don't think that I would be able to do as good of a, I wouldn't be able to guarantee as good of a job. Right. Sometimes there is just. And then that would eat at you. Sure. That would eat at you and eat at you. Sometimes there's just magic. Mm -hmm. You know, I shot that lady out on the back porch of the aquarium a few years ago for eating well. Like right. on the rocks. I'm like, I with, think with the, with the boots. Yeah. I think yeah. that picture is great. Like I'm very yeah. proud of that picture. If somebody said you got to go shoot, uh, 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 Julie Packard again, I'd be like, okay, but that's the best place in that place to shoot her. Cause I shot her all over that place mm-hmm. for like two hours. And it's like, you know what? That's the good location. It's like when I was, do- I was doing a, sh- uh, I was shooting a CEO of a big company a few years ago and the, and the, People in charge said, well, you can't photograph him anywhere in the building that the previous CEO was shot for the last 10 years. <laughs> I was like, well, you just took away the 10 best places to shoot in the building. Oh, you got to shoot him in the parking garage yeah, behind that pacer that's been there since yeah. 1987. So there, I mean, there is there is some kismet to it all, right? You know what I mean? That like We've got a fire extinguisher. Does yeah. that help? <laughs> just make some smoke in the background. Um <laughs> You, you you know what I'm saying? Like, so there there is some, yeah. it's interesting because what, what I, you have way more control than I do. How do you mean? Like in terms of what I, what I make, what you or, make and how much control of it you have, you can, you, you, well, yeah, because there's no client telling me what to do. Yeah. There's no this client. There's no subject. Do more there's, no, bill. there's no time. There's no location. You know what I mean? Like right. all of those things right. that right. are. Often to me, I'm walking into a room. I photographed this guy in a lab, uh, a cancer lab recently. Mm. And so fluorescent lights, fluorescent lights. And the, the, the things were so covered. The, 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 um, the workbenches were so covered in like, I'm going to say junk. Cause I don't know what the stuff is. Like glasses and beakers and oh, things yeah i mean to a level uh, in fact Petri i'm dishes. gonna i'm gonna i'll send you <laughs> i'm gonna send you a picture uh via our super secret uh, uh channel um <laughs> so you can see what i was working with because a lot i mean as oh, jesus as, oh my as my friend <laughs> <laughs> this looks like somebody's basement <laughs> yeah yeah Look at all that. You know what this looks like? This looks like a table at a garage sale. Yes. That's what this looks like. There's like tin foil yeah. over the top of these beakers yeah. that God knows what's in yeah. them. 
right? There's like vials. That, oh my gosh, and, this is funny. And this is this is you know one of the top cancer researchers labs in the entire world. And oh my gosh, and and don't touch that. Well, th- that's the thing. <laughs> I don't even know how could anyone possibly know what any of that stuff is, what it's for, how long it's been there. You know, if you saw this, if if somebody said this is. This is uh, this is Doctor Bob. He's going to be working on your cure today, yeah. <laughs> and, if, and and welcome to his. If you saw this, you would be like, I don't want this guy anywhere near me. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, totally. And and I, that's the thing. I mean, and you know, this guy's like, and he's got you know, fifteen people in the in the place working for him. You know, <laughs> but, but 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 what gets me? What I the reason I bring oh this up God. is that you know, if I walked into a lab and it was a really there's a picture I love that uh, Dan Winters. There's a picture that Dan Winters Wait, took that I really love. Imagine that. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dan's all right. He's, I mean, eh, he could be better, but um, <laughs> he doesn't really understand life. I mean, though. I think if he just tried a little harder <laughs> to be a little more deliberate about what he's doing, you know, uh, not everything needs to be a snapshot, Dan. <laughs> not everything does. Okay, but he. He took a picture of these people in a lab and, and I'll find it for you and I'll send it. Anyway, it's it's like it's a bunch of people in a lab or these two people in a lab and he backlit the room with he I, there was a doorway in the back of the of the room and he must have put a scrim up and put a big giant softbox back there, right? Like mm-hmm. behind the scrim. So that he's blasting backlight, back white backlight into the room behind them because as you were saying these places are terrible there's fluorescent lights there's you know there's these are not the kinds of places that you want to go hang out in you know what i mean like they're not they're not pretty places and so i i was i I was thinking i was looking at this picture for inspiration of of what the shoot that i had to do i was like well maybe i can go into this lab and i can find a place where i can like blast some big white light into the room and That'll make it really interesting in some way. Like I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to riff off Dan Winters and do that. And I get in and I see that and I just think, (laughs) okay, well, I'm not blasting any white light into nothing here. You know what I mean? Like this isn't, Yeah. I can't, I can't make this place look like it was a set, which is what some people have done in the best. And it may be that Dan Winters walked into wherever it is that he was shooting this thing in and it looked like that. And he said, I can't shoot like this. We're going to spend the next three hours cleaning it up before we do that. Right. I mean, that, that very well could be what happened. I just, you know, I, man, I don't know. Anyway, this is all to say, I don't know. I don't know how I got on this, on this thing. I guess it's just that, that sometimes kismet happens. I sent you the other picture. Sometimes kismet happens. Oh, yeah, look at that. It's That's really great. nice, right? Um, look what, yeah, I, mean, look what I had to work with and, and look just... what he had to work with. Yeah. Wow. Um, sometimes you go into these places and it's all there for you. I was on the, my, my mother's house has a little dock onto a cove in Stonington, Connecticut. It's very pretty, very idyllic. And, uh, I was up there last week with my sister and her kids and my mom and my, uh, my cousin Colleen came down and, uh, and Colleen's like, you know, I've never been down to the dock cause it's, you know, hundred yards at the other end of the yard. And so after dinner, we went down to the dock and we're just sitting and chatting on the dock and the sun was going down and the light was beautiful. And I took a picture of my sister that with my phone that just was really, really nice because 
the light was doing 80% of the work. You know mm. what I mean? Like I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't need to do anything special. It was already there. You know, uh, my, 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 my friend Dave Keener has a, has a song about his, I think it's about his ex-wife. Anyway, it's, it's. Oh yeah. Look at that. Yeah, wow. Beautiful. Right. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a song about his ex-wife and one of the lines says, uh, uh, when you walked into the room, I had to stop and stare. We didn't have to make love. It was sitting right there. Like it was, hmm. you know what I mean? It was, mm-hmm. Which I thought mm-hmm. was a really beautiful, I don't know. There's something about like, uh, you know, I mean, you have the double entendre of the making love, but like, it's just like, we didn't have to do anything. It was already there, you know, uh, it's ready to wear. Um, yeah. And I think that there there are certain things in my work where it's it's already there. Now, to your point, sometimes those work out and those are amazing and those are the things in your portfolio. And then sometimes you have to make that stuff up from scratch. I think I've been in a rut lately where I've wanted to strip away more than I wanted to build up. Mm. I feel like there's two modes, yeah. right? You you have spoken about yourself yeah. recently yeah. differently than I think I've ever heard you speak about yourself Uh-oh. and about the work that you make. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, no, really. I mean, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shh, not that. What have um, I said about myself? <laughs> no, you just, there's been some acknowledgement that you're not as good as you want to be or that you're not as good as, yeah. uh, or you're not doing the kind of work that you want to be doing or, you know, there's just. There, there is a, there is not a, it's not a sadness, but there is a, a, a dissatisfaction with not just where you are, but where the industry is, because that rubs off sure. and, and, you know, where you feel most energized, yes. you know, and where you feel drawn to, to express yourself. And, and I don't know, and I was thinking about that and I was talking about with Adrian the other day. I don't, I can't remember ever hearing you because when when we started OTP, yeah. right, you had come away from graphic design and were in photography, and that was it. There was photography, and that's it, yep. right? And I feel like right now, it feels to me externally, because again, I wasn't there. Yep. It feels like what it might have felt like toward the tail end of that graphic design era before photography took hold of you. Yes. Although there have been a few times in my photography career where I felt like this. Maybe not quite this bad. I think COVID did a little something to me. Mm-hmm. Not having co- had COVID. I mean, that did something to me, but um right. but the 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 weird break that the world had from all of that. Mm-hmm. It felt like some of my momentum was sucked out. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say it feels to me like when hearing you talk about this, it feels like you're riding a bike and the chain came off. Yes. Yeah. It's hard to get excited. You're still pedaling. Yeah. But, but the chain is, you got to reach down and like put it back on the sprocket while moving, you know? Yeah. While, yeah. While you're still moving. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't, I don't think you're incorrect. I think the, the, did you just bark? No, I was making a weird sound. (laughs) Does somebody give you a treat? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't think you're incorrect. I just, I also feel like I'm getting to an age Mm. where 
I don't know that I, I feel less like I need to prove anything to anyone. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Hmm. Does that make any sense? It, it does, but I think it takes away, it takes away some motivation. Uh, absolutely. Right? But is that, yeah. but is that positive motivation or is that, was that negative? Motivation? Only you can answer that. Yeah. yeah only, I think only you can answer yeah. that. I mean, I, you know, if, if I'm proud of the work that I do, I'm proud of the work that I've done. There are times when I feel like it doesn't matter. The world is such a complex place and such a chaotic place and such a world in flux right now. Mm. Um, both because of technology and because of even like social media, just like just the way that we all connect and, and spend our time and, and energy that it almost feels as if my input is not going to make a change. I can't stop the world. I can't make the world go any faster. The world's going to do what it's going to do. And my little bit of energy into that is negligible. And this uh, sounds really sad mm. and depressing. Uh, mm. Yeah, kind of. It, it, I mean, I think I know what you mean, but so, so I was listening to I was listening to a um, a podcast yesterday. Uh, the um, oh, what the hell is it called? You know, um, uh, it's called uh, Cautionary Tales. You know that podcast. With Tim, no. with Tim Harford, you'd like it. he's the no, British. No, 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 no. He's the British guy, who um, oh, he's the British guy. Yeah, there's only one. He's a British guy. <laughs> he's a British guy who uh, does podcasts about w- weird, crazy things. It's uh, it, the, the 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 description of the podcast says we tell our children unsettling fairy tales to teach them valuable lessons, but these cautionary tales are for the education of the grown-ups, and they're all true. And he goes back and he'll talk about you know, some catastrophe or human error or hilarious fiasco and he'll Mm. like kind of rip it apart. And he has like people doing the voices of some of the characters sometimes. And he has a very good storytelling kind of bent on it. Okay. What's it called? I'm going to put it down. Cautionary Cautionary Tales. Tales. Okay. Would you put it in the show notes? Sure. Um, And the reason why I bring it up now is that the last episode was about Andy Warhol and Mm. his assistant, Gerard Malenga, Mm -hmm. who is the guy who helped him do all the screen printing. Right. And that... And and the woman who was on the show who wrote a book called Authenticity, Alice Sherwood, wrote this book, Authenticity, uh, to discuss the truth and fakery in modern times. And one of the things that she talked about on the show, because Tim Harford was like, hold on a second, let me get this right. Andy Warhol didn't take the photographs that he used to do the screen prints. She said, no. Okay. He didn't actually make the screens. Nope. And then most of the time, it was actually this guy doing the screen printing yes okay so <laughs> so Andy Warhol didn't make the screens he didn't take the pictures he didn't actually make the final product he did cash the check though well okay this is this is what she gets to <laughs> and apparently it, it got so bad at one point that he had rubber stamps made of his signature and had oh other people rubber stamp his signature onto his work wow and these are this this okay. is no okay. hold on a second hold on a second uh, let me just let me just <laughs> okay, finish. I'm gonna write myself a note write yourself a note because <laughs> I I just want to get through this so <laughs> they they bring up 
Rembrandt. Mm -hmm. And they say, you know, people buying work from Rembrandt. And then there's all the stuff of like, oh, it's his Rembrandt studio. It's in the style of Rembrandt. It's the, you know what I mean? Like all this sort of classifications of things that may or may not have ever been done by the actual artist. Mm -hmm. And the mm -hmm. artist himself would say, oh, you want something done by my own hand? Well, that's going to cost more, right? right? Like this is even right. true back in the day. Now, yeah. it was that way back in the day because it took so long to do stuff. But the point that this woman makes is that objects, singular objects were more valuable back then because there weren't as many of them and people had more time and attention to stare at a painting or whatever it is, right? Like, because mm -hmm. it was just mm -hmm. a different world. But now... We're in the world where no one has any time to look at anything and everything's mass produced to the point where 50, 60 years ago, Andy Warhol himself wasn't even, you know, actually doing any of these things. And these are the stuff, these are the things about Andy Warhol that make me have mixed feelings about Andy Warhol, <laughs> just because it's like, oh, man, you're the person who really made the stuff that drives me crazy normalized, you know? Right. Um, I'm sorry. You were going to say, I just wanted to finish that whole thought before. No, I mean, it's, it, it, I, I wrote down this note and it kind of brings us around full circle. I just wrote, is it art? Like did, did Andy think, or did he care whether what he was making was art as long as somebody bought it? Well, and as long as it, is it, is it perpetuated the lifestyle that he had come to well, yes. enjoy? So it turns out the guy, this Gerard guy, decided to leave Andy Warhol and go follow some rich lady he met in Italy. He went over to Italy. Mm -hmm. Andy Warhol said, don't go. He said, oh, I'm going anyway because I'm in love. He goes over to Italy. The whole thing crashes and burns. Now he's in Italy and he has no money. He writes back to Andy Warhol and says, hey, send me some money. I'm broke. Andy Warhol ignores him. So this guy goes and takes a picture of Che Guevara and makes screen prints in the style of Warhol over there. Hmm. Sells them to a gallery as Warhols. Really? Yes. And then Warhol doesn't answer any of the this guy's messages, right? The the gallery owner starts getting suspicious and says, you know, uh forgery in Italy is a huge offense and you could go to prison for years. So he does a last ditch effort to Warhol and he says, Come on, save me. I don't want to be stuck here you know i i was i was desperate i you know made this move you wouldn't answer me etc cetera, etc cetera. warhol writes back to the gallery owner and says yes those are all authentic warhols but i get all of the money wow wow and apparently andy warhol put an ad in the newspaper back then basically saying I know that my name is what makes these things valuable. So therefore, any brands out there, if you want to put my name on something, let me know. And I'll basically, what, what we as Gen X people would say, he sold out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but like Andy Warhol kind of invented selling out in some ways in that way. Right. Right. So it was kind of meta. Yeah. <laughs> even yeah, for him. Right? <laughs> but, but, but so, so. Yeah, in the end, did he think it was art? I don't know that he cared, but you know what? He took the check. Right. Um, and that blueprint that he kind of helped create is still getting overused and overused and overused. Well, see all of most art on Instagram, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, that's that. this is what people aren't, most people are not 
selling their art. They're selling them mm-hmm. selves, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's a, there's a, a woman who I follow who is a halfway decent artist and I'm not going to go into more detail just so I don't want to get in trouble. Right. But every single video starts with her turning on the camera on, on a tripod and then walking from the camera to her art with very tight pants or short shorts on. Yeah. That seems to be a common. And you know, she has 60,000 followers or something like that. It's like, she doesn't have 60,000 followers because of her art. Yeah. She has 60,000 followers because of her butt. And, but maybe, maybe it doesn't matter per Warhol. Right. You know what I mean? You know what? She's probably making more money from art than I am. So maybe that's the world we're in now. Yeah. Where there is no, I don't know. What what would that be? Integrity? It's yeah. not integrity. Kind of. I don't know. You know? I guess what, what I want is sort of a level of, or no, let me rephrase that. What I wish there was. was more of a sort of general understanding that you you could wipe away all of the stuff around something, the story around something. And the thing that remained would still have value. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. nowadays it seems is, is as much about the story as it is the thing. And I think, yeah, and I the, think the, Im- the image, the packaging, yeah. the st- yeah, all of the stuff. Yeah, and your your yeah. story. Oh, it was a rags to riches thing, and oh, Jeffrey grew up in you know, you know, spending his summers on Lake Havasu, and that, and you know, he saw the colors in the hills surrounding. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. All that right. sort there of has like to be a mythology. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's good. That's a good title. Um. It's it's almost like the uh, the 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 uh, uh, um, ah the you know when they do the Olympics and they're just like no one knows who this person is the skier whatever it is and they're just oh. like Jeffrey grew up in a small town in Colorado you know what I mean yeah. like you know yeah, yeah, his yeah. older brother gave him his first pair of skates yeah and turns out they weren't skates yeah exactly <laughs> yeah 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 they weren't skates at all yeah yeah. But it didn't matter to him. His own skates (laughs) out of a hickory that got hit by lightning. Because because people are suckers for stories. Yeah. Oh my God! Did I just become Mr. X and JFK? Bubba. (laughs) 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 Um. (laughs) Deep cut. Well played. Nice. I love that scene. Um. (laughs) When he calls him Bubba. Yeah. yeah. Um. you, You know what I'm saying? And I, 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 so it's like, I look at that and I, it's like, I there love, has to be a hook around everything. It, it can't just be the thing. It I, seems I just like, know, you can't just through the, like, go put on a pair of overalls and just get to get to work. Like to quit, quit yes. wearing the little, like, stop it. Yeah. Stop it. But it works. Yeah. And so you can't deny that it works. Yeah. So. But it's, it's a distraction. It's a distraction yeah, from. Okay. I, I agree that it, I agree with you that yes, to me, it's a distraction. I think to other people. They would say, no, 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 that's part of it. Mm. And you are naive if you don't think that that's part of it. Mm. You know, I'm going to start taking pictures and just like, you know, it's just going to be videos of my calves for calf fetishists. (laughs) And I'm going to get, you know what I mean? Because I have pretty good calves. (laughs) But, you know, so, but, but is that what I, but is that if I'm sleeping at night and even if I, even if I, yeah, 
even if I sold a bunch of my pictures, more way more pictures that way than I'm doing now, would I just be thinking, crap, people don't want don't give, give a crap about my pictures. They they're looking at my calves. Or whatever. Well, and I think there are those for whom that would be a problem. And I think there are those who it's a whole generation of us. Yeah, who for whom it would be like, yeah, but I'm I'm cashing checks. Yes. So you know, everything's a side hustle. In some right? ways, I think that you could argue because, you know, Warhol was a pretty successful commercial illustrator before he started doing yeah, sure. wackier stuff. Yeah. Look up some of his uh, drawings of shoes. They're gorgeous. Yeah. I wonder if Andy Warhol, if you got him in the right mood and, you know, got him a little drunk or something, would have admitted that the whole thing was just a big con on society. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know what? Yeah. If all you care about is a stupid story, I'll give you a story. Yeah. I'll be a weirdo with weird hair and do things as paint soup cans. And you're going to think it's genius because you heard the story of me growing up drinking soup. Cause my mom was poor. Cause I'm Polish or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Whatever the story was. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And maybe in his head, he's just like, wow, you people are suckers. Yeah. 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 But I am not the kind of person who is okay with thinking of all the people who like my work as suckers, even if it is successful. Mm. I can't do it. But maybe just I'm not desperate enough, right? I still have food on the table regardless. Or I'm not narcissistic enough to think that people should care. The big part of it for me, and I think probably for you, is that like, why would anyone care about me? Yeah. Yeah. You know, just despite listening to us talk for 350 hours. <laughs> That's right. You know? That's right. New listeners, just a reminder, you, you've got a lot of catching up to. <laughs> if this is the first time you are, you if you are just tuning in. <laughs> We're sorry. A, yeah. <laughs> you know, we got the nicest compliment. I don't know if you saw this. Was it Was it Charles? I can't remember. A listener wrote in and uh, said that it's just as good 10 years later. Started started from scratch again and said it it is just as good 10 years oh, later. Oh, went back to the original. Yeah, 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 yeah. The OG. Yeah. And I thought that was so sweet. I think it was Charles, but I don't want to... Could Whoever you were, if you're listening now, thank you because it, it, it really meant a lot. That's very nice of them. Yeah. I don't know... Uh... I mean, I think you and I talk about this stuff openly to thousands of people because there's probably, okay, I bet you there was a time when you and I talking like this, people would say, don't, don't admit your weaknesses. Mm. Now, I put a thing up on Facebook the other day because some, uh, there was a video or a post that Arnold Schwarzenegger put up about recording his audiobook. Did you see this? No. Arnold Schwarzenegger. He had an audiobook. Apparently he, yeah, he has an audiobook. Or is is working on an audiobook or something like that. Chapter two. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. <laughs> I'm just going to read this quick because it's, it's not that long. He said, I could tell you I'm fantastic at everything, but I'd be lying. I just finished recording my audiobook, Be Useful. It comes out October 10th. You could tell how amazed it was, uh, amazing it was to sit down and record my own words, but the truth is I was absolutely dreading it. Here's my secret. I'm a terrible reader. They didn't talk about learning disabilities in Austria in the 50s, so most of the time when I was asked to read out loud in class, it was just a disaster and I got smacked with a ruler. But now I know I'm dyslexic. 
When I prepare for a movie, I read the script over and over again for months until I've memorized every line. I need time and reps to get my mind around those words. They told me most authors read their books in two or three days in the studio. I asked for the recording equipment to be set up at home and told them I'd do 20 or 30 pages a day. That way I could log in with the director and producer twice a day for shorter sessions and I could practice nonstop in between. In this process, I used my own lessons. One, I let myself dread it and uh, complain for a minute, and then I forced myself to get moving because denial wasn't going to get it recorded. Number two, I did so many reps that I, I couldn't count. I broke it into small pieces, knowing that small wins build up into big victories, or in this case, a whole book. And three, I had the help of a fantastic team, blah, 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 all the equipment. None of us are ever self-made. So when you listen to this audiobook, I hope you're inspired, but not just by the words, but by the process of recording them. You can pre-order it here, blah, 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 blah. But just the idea that That's really cool, Arnold actually. Schwarzenegger was vulnerable yeah. in saying that I, I'm not good at everything. You know, I, I, I really like that. And I think there was a time when vulnerability was shunned, right? You didn't talk mm-hmm. about the things you were mm-hmm. bad at. Yeah. Would he have said this same thing 20 years ago? No, probably not. Yeah. But at the same time, I wonder, is, and I applaud this guy, and I reposted it, and I said, good for him. You know, it, you know, it's good to be vulnerable publicly, even if you're the biggest, strongest, big, strong man in history. Mm-hmm. But simultaneously, are we at the point now where we're almost like fetishizing vulnerability? I don't think so, because it's still coming from the same place. Okay. It's still, it's, none of this is faked. None of, none of this is Hey, Bill, you know what we should do? We should be vulnerable today about this. Like, it just... Would he have said this if he wasn't trying to sell a book? Uh, Having watched... There's a little four-part, I think it's four-part Netflix thing. Yeah. He seems like he is at a point in his life where he is in massive sort of reflection mode and taking ownership of some of the behaviors and some of the maybe some of the way he treated people early in his life. So I, sure. I think so. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I just, I, what I, it's the reaction I get. Anyway. Yeah. I really liked it. I, I like that people are talking like that. Um, mm-hmm. And I would do it on here, but I would never write a, I would never try to sell an article of myself or an interview. I mean, I talk about an interview, but I wouldn't try to sell my work based upon some, story of the hardship or, 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 you know, well, I think photographs makes things in order to overcome his crippling depression. It's like, well, that's true, but that would never be the first line of my, no, my artist. There's a difference between being opportunistic and being authentic. Yeah. Good, 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 good. All right. So what's the distinction? Well, you have to come back next week. (laughs) I think so. Yeah. (laughs) But no, that, yeah, no, that's true. I think there, there probably is. You know, I th- I think that you and I, and, and again, this is so funny. We talked about this, <clears throat> excuse me, this morning. You and I have, have been doing this for a long time. We took a five-year break. Yep. But, and I can't speak for you, but for me, the first time we went on mic again, it felt like we hadn't missed a day. No. Yeah. If It felt right there. And I think that is one of the things, and I'm, I'm going to, you know, beat our own drum for a minute. I think that's one of the things that makes this show so good and so special and so um, personal to the audience that we have is that this, this is what you get. This, we're not, you know, 
there's there's no persona here. It's just us. Right. And we have we have enough differences and enough overlap that we are able to really go anywhere with each other and we know where it's coming from. Neither one of us is looking for a gotcha moment. Neither one of us is looking for, you know, some weird spotlight thing. It just is what it is. And I think that is refreshing to listen to because so much of social media is flex is, is my life is so great. I've got this and I've, I'm, I'm, look at me. You want to make $48 million working only two hours a day using Amazon drop shipping? I'll tell you how to do it. Sign up. Like, yeah. Check out my calves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I just think it's a, I think 10 years on, it is still a breath of fresh air because there's no agenda here. Yeah. We're not saying, hey, you know, listen and you'll get this or, or give us this and we'll give you. There's none of that. It yeah. just is. It just is. The, str- the struggle never ends. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And even if it could, I don't know that I'd want it to. No. I, you know, I was, uh, a friend of mine was in town yesterday, and uh, she and I went out to dinner, and we're walking around, and we went to her friend's, um, uh, her friend's art show that he was, he was doing. I'll see if I can find it, and I'll put it in the show notes. Um, and the, the, we were walking around and we were, she, she has moved out of the city, um, uh, to the West coast to, for family and she misses New York. And, uh, she's like, you know, there's just, she's like, I spent 20 years here and it's just, I come back here to like recharge my batteries. Like the energy of all the people around me just like recharges me. And I was like, yeah, that's why I live here. And I said, you know, there's a lot of, I, I was up in Connecticut and some people were saying like, oh, when are you going to like move out of the city and come up to, you know, where it's, where, where it's beautiful and whatever. And it's like, well, I don't want my life to be easy. I just, it, I, I didn't say that to them, but in my head, it's like, I, I like that my life is hard. I don't think that I would be happy if it was easy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm okay that it's a struggle. It, 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 that doesn't bother me that much. Um, I mean, it sucks at times. It's difficult to, to, to handle and, and, but, but I wouldn't have it any other way, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, and maybe that's just, maybe that's an identity thing that I've built up over years. Um, maybe I, maybe I need to, embrace that struggle more and instead of letting it beat me down you know i think i think the struggle has lately made me feel small as opposed to the struggle in the same way as that inspiration i was talking about earlier being this like wind at my back it's like no you can't stop you got to keep going you're you're a shark you got to you know you don't stop swimming moving Yeah, yeah yeah um doesn't matter where you go, just don't stop. Uh, and I think that that's a big do lesson you in life. Feel well, it's okay. This maybe maybe this is for next time. But do you do you feel like there's more temptation to stop? Yes, I think mm. as you get older, you you know what it's like. Um, <laughs> there it is. Um. <laughs> No, but I think as you uh, as you get older, 
there's more of a temptation to say, you know what? I'm satisfied with where I am. If, if this is, all, you know, that's all there is, you know, it's like that mm-hmm. episode of from the earth to the moon, you know, it's like, uh, I think that, that I've seen everything there is and I'm okay with it and I'm happy with what I have. So I need to learn, relearn how to strive within that construct as opposed to being a desperate lower level hierarchy of needs kind of desperation. It needs to be more of a metaphysical or more of a, a, a spiritual desperation and and less of an emotional one. I need to want to do it. I don't know. But I think you, I think you do. And I, because I think you're wired that way. You know, yeah. you, you just, just a few minutes ago, you were talking about, you know, you're down there on the dock at, at, you know, your mom's house and you catch the light on your sister and you, let me take this. Yeah. You're always going to be looking. You're always going to be going, you know what? I, I need to document. I need to capture. I need to create. I need to, whatever, whatever the verb is, you are not going to be comfortable. Despite the temptation to not keep moving, you're not going to be comfortable being still. It's never enough. <laughs> no, you're right. Um, and it's, it's, I think the challenge for you is, is figuring out and for all of us, uh, not just you, but figuring out what, what momentum looks like and how momentum feels. Yeah. Or, or learn how it, learn how it feels again. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit like getting back on my skateboard. Yeah. Probably better. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like, I know what that felt like when you first get on, it doesn't feel like that. Um, And knowing that it's not going to feel the same as it did when you were 22. Yes. But is, is there, can I either get close enough or can I, can I, you know, you said something a minute ago, uh, the place down place, the tree branch splits. Yeah. You know, can I, can I, can I take, can I take that, that, that sort of trunk of, uh, to use this metaphor of experience or knowledge or, or, or feeling. And can I, can I branch off this way instead of that way? Because that way is closed off to me. I can't do that anymore, but I can do this. Yes. Or it's not that I can't do it that way, but that way is unsatisfying to me. So go in a different okay. direction. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm not, it's just a distinction. Yeah. 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 Uh, man, it's not, not easy. Um, well, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Ah, see, you know, uh, one thing I've, I noticed we missed in our last few things wrapping up was one, uh, is it on taking pictures at gmail.com podcast at on taking pictures uh, podcast at on taking pictures.com podcast at on taking pictures.com. It's been so long, work. Jeffrey. I know. I know, but it still works. It still works. And we love getting emails from people. So yeah. if you have thoughts about what we're saying or any comments or questions, let us know. Uh, also I reset up our voicemail. Oh my God. New Tom number. Cause, Cause we lost it. Yeah. Uh, Tom in Michigan. Always amazing. Yeah. Keep coming. <laughs> Nine two nine three nine zero nineteen sixteen. That's go ahead. Nine two nine three nine zero nineteen sixteen. Go ahead, make some nineteen sixteen joke. Go ahead. I don't know. Middle of World War One, Battle of the Somme. I think it was nineteen sixteen. 
some of the largest explosions, uh, non-nuclear explosions ever, when they mined those hills underneath the uh, Germans. You know, they dug these, like, tunnels, hundreds of yards, and then packed them full of explosives and then blew them up one morning and killed a bunch of people. It's good times. It's not cool. No, not cool. War, war is not cool. No. Uh, but yes, 929-390-1916. Send us a voicemail. And podcast on takingpictures.com. Jeffrey's correct. Uh, what else you got going on? You got your Substack. You got what else? So Yeah, you know what? Substack is, that's that's the, the most of it. I, okay. I'm really enjoying this. I'm up to, what, 112 Wait. of these iterations now? Well, I, I need a 30-second version of yesterday you wrote something along the lines of thinking about picking up a camera again, trying to figure out why. Yeah. Yeah, well, I just you know I think I said why I just I'm I miss that that viewfinder to face I, I miss looking at the world that way I miss observing, okay, in that way. So uh, I'm starting to take out my cameras again, and I don't know where it's going to go, and I don't I, I don't know. I think I'm just going to document and see what what bubbles to the surface, and I and I may ask you some things offline, but. Uh, yeah, I just missed it. Well, you I need just to, started you need missing. To turn it. the thing around the edge of the lens to focus. And oh, then, it focuses. Yeah, and then you, <laughs> then you have to press the button. It's usually like where your right hand is. The right one is the one. <laughs> right, you know which one is your right hand. All right. And you, <laughs> um, I look forward for a dull moment. I look forward to seeing the results. Yeah. Thanks. It's it's yeah. It, yeah. We'll see. By the way, I watched Oppenheimer again for the second time. I, I still have to go see it. You got to go see yeah. it. I watched I the second time. Uh, it was just as good the second time as the first. Did it, it blow you away? Okay, these puns are killing me today. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, we will talk to you next week. <laughs> wow. That's it. Yeah, I just I'm shutting you down. <laughs> I'm like cutting you off. Sorry, sir. <laughs> I'm going to call a cab to come pick you, you up. You, you've had enough. <laughs> Just one more little quick one. Just I just want to say something about like I, I got a creation and <laughs> I'd be such a bad drunk person. Yeah, yeah, it, it would not yeah. be pretty. No, you're all lucky that I don't drink. That's true. Um, all right, got anything else? Okay, we will see you all next time.
Tell your friends. <laughs> you know, I just heard these two crazy people online. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they kept talking about submarines. I don't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> 